And we're so glad to have with us here today, I'm going to go from my right to my left here, Mary Beulah. She's the director of Erie Together, the Anti-Poverty Initiative. Welcome, Mary. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Jim Newber, he's the business manager for the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, the IBEW Local Union Number 56. Welcome, Thank Jim. You. Great to meet you. And Julie Slomsky, she's the director of the Governor's Northwest Regional Office. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So glad to have you here. Um, uh, this is a family show. We like to get origin stories. We do know Mary's, but how about you, Jim? Did you grow up uh, in this neck of the woods or are you a transplant? Oh, no. I've, I've lived in Erie my whole life. Uh, my, my family, my, my parents have roots here with their, their parents. And so, yeah, Erie, Erie, my whole life. Uh, what high school did you go to? Tech Memorial. All right. You know, Twin Tech back in, uh, back in the day. So nice. I was just telling uh, Mary that... Uh, you know, going to school three days a week and having four days off had produced a lot of juvenile delinquents or <laughs> produced a lot of, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people that have, uh, you know, money as uh, in their youth. So, yeah, I was going to say, esteemed professionals, right? right? And that's awesome. And and so you, uh, you were... You were a tradesman? Yes, a tradesman, a, a field electrician for 39 years. My wife said, why are you so dressed up? This is talk radio. And, but uh, I had other meetings today, but I uh, found time to be here. So. That's, that's, fan- that's fantastic. And uh, explain what a, what a, what a field uh, electrician is. Well, a field electrician, we're a construction electrician. A construction electrician, if you can think of any wiring that is... You know, with in, within a building, you know, uh, you know, a, a very nice structure that a lot of my people are working on right now is the new air insurance project. Uh, that's all done by uh, union IBEW electricians. But uh, anything wiring inside that building is done by us. Wow. Now, if you think, you know, you look up at telephone poles and you see those utility wires, that's still IBEW, but that's outside construction mm-hmm. linemen. Right. Things of that nature. So there is a, fun, a definite line drawn where what, what we perform, what tasks we perform, and what uh, other work, you know, by the other IBWs. It would be amazing to know how many miles of uh, electrical wire are, are in a building like, what, oh, it's 100,000 right. oh, yeah, square just feet. Just think of, you know, Wabtec, the building yeah. in Wabtec, we have people in there working and, yeah. and that, how much wire is strung. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, in the 39 years of experience that I had that, you know, I, I look back and you'd be able to drive around town and you, you point out to your kids when they're small, like, yeah, dad did that one, dad did that one. <laughs> That's that one, awesome. So. Well, welcome. We appreciate uh, you being here. Julie, how about you? Uh, Erie, uh, yeah, born and bred? Yeah. Oh, born and raised. I went to Mercier's Prep and then graduated from Penn State Barron. So. Oh, great. It, what was your degree in? And my degree was in general management, surprisingly. So uh, I was focused on human resources mm-hmm. and I worked at Logistics Plus for, for quite a while. And uh, then I got the, the bug to enter the government's you know side of yeah. things uh, to work for a state representative, Ryan Bizarro. Okay. So I started off with him and then eventually uh, met uh, Governor Wolf when he was the candidate and and um, hit it off with him, and, and truly, I'm honored to work for Governor Wolf and all the great things he's done for the Commonwealth. But really, paid attention to Erie, so uh, very thankful for that. Great to meet another Laker. You know, I <laughs> of course my my uh, graduation uh, date was much earlier than yours. <laughs> I don't Nin- know about that. 1980. <laughs> you know. So anyway, and of course, Mary, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to start with uh, you know with the question to you. Okay. Insofar as that, right now, Erie together, um, a a lot of the effort that is being put uh, to bear is in this idea of career pathways. 
and kind of opening up kind of the portfolio of different options for young people, right? Um, uh, Can we talk about maybe some of the history of post-secondary choices in Erie? Because Erie was always a shop town, and so you... You didn't even think about college. You, you you basically went to work for a shop and, and you know, going back to the 50s, 60s, and 70s, right? Is that accurate? Well, I wasn't here in the 50s, <laughs> 60s, and 70s. So I'm going to maybe look to some of the lifers to answer that. But, but what I will say is that through Erie Together, there's a real growing recognition that a lot of emphasis over recent years has been on you know, helping kids understand what their options were for college and the careers that come as a result of attending college. But it's been more difficult for us to really help the community understand the opportunities in the trades and the opportunities in manufacturing and how things have evolved over the years and the earning potential associated with that. So when you think about Erie Together as an anti-poverty movement and the fact that education is the key to preventing and reducing poverty, and you can achieve success with varying levels of education if you're following the right paths with the right earning potential, that's kind of where we're putting a lot of the focus okay. right now. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. The, the um, you know, uh, this... Time kind of got away from Erie, it seems to me. This is just my editorial comment. Insofar as that... Um, you know, uh, we we went from a uh, that understanding of, you know, just kind of roll down 12th Street and, and get a job to then 12th Street didn't exist anymore. And uh, and 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 sometimes people that worked at the shops didn't want that life for their kids. And so we, we were talking uh, uh, some at, at the Erie together that you're really dealing with some parental attitudes and things about this stuff. Um, but then there's this whole other concept of of people coming out of high school and not doing anything, no post-secondary anything. And they end up in those low-paying, tough wages. Anybody want to weigh in on that? I'll just jump in real quick, and then I'll turn it to these guys. But, you know, from what we're seeing, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with the lack of understanding and awareness of the opportunities that exist in this community that provide good-paying, family-sustaining wages. And so if they're not exposed to that when they're growing up, if they're not exposed to that at varying levels, K through 12, how do they know what direction to go when they're finished? And so that's where a lot of our effort is being focused around creating that career exploration experience, that career pathway system. So kids are really exposed to the opportunities that pay well here, including the trades and the manufacturing jobs we have available. Mm-hmm. You want to jump in on that? Or? Right. I, the, uh, you know, I think the parents, you know, are concerned how their kids would be able to, you know, live their life as far as making ends meet, raising a family, having a, a family sustaining jobs. And uh, they, they are pounded in their heads, you know, starting in middle school that, you know, look look at college. What do you want to do in college? You know, and, and you know, I, I happened to read a, a, a lot of essays last year as, as a judge. And uh, out of the 40 essays I've read, 
I would say 35 of them were go- the kids were going to college, and after they got out of four years of college, they were making a hundred thousand dollars a year. And I, I just thought there's going to be a lot of disappointed kids in four years. <laughs> right. uh, everybody has to start over again, no matter what their career path is. You start at the bottom, you work your way up, and you know, just like uh, the skilled trades uh, that we, you know, their apprenticeships that are offered out there on all trades that you start at the bottom and you work your way up. And, uh, you know, that way when, you know, after five years, you know, we, we, the IBW, as far as, you know, being a plumber, being a, a pipe fitter, being a, you know, a, a person that installs uh, ductwork, and I'll call them tin knockers because that's what you call them on the job sites. And we had uh, adjectives before that, but that's, that's okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the, everybody offers the same type of apprenticeship for a student. Mm-hmm. And, Basically, the the very basic needs uh, uh, typically with a, a person applying, you know, a young person say applying would be, uh, you know, a high school diploma or GED, you know, a math skill at, at a minimum you'd want algebra one, you know, we'd, we'd want a person to have a driver's license just because the the area that local fifty six covers is three counties, Erie, Warren, and Forest. So you're going to be driving to work. Mm-hmm. So you'll need your own transportation. But other than that, we supply you know, the school, we supply the classroom, we supply the teacher, we supply the, the hands-on material needed. And basically, every apprenticeship, not every apprenticeship, but the majority of apprenticeships offer free tuition. I know for Local 56, we always like to put skin in the game that, mm-hmm. you know, if they pay for 60% of the books, we'll cover everything else. Right. It's like, you know, sending your kid off to college and saying, you know, we're going to pick up this tab and the, the student uh, majors in uh, Friday night drinking and right. you know, Saturday yeah. parties, whatever. But, you know, we always want to have some responsibility fill, falling back on the student. Yet to, we're trying to understand, you know, the demand part of that. You know, it, you know, are are there enough kids coming? Well, up? no, because uh, you know, and you know, they're not brainwashed, but the, the parents steer them toward toward college, mm-hmm. just so you know they think that you know having this college degree will get them them a better right. job, and you know, by the time we ha- they you know call uh, high schools have job fairs, uh, we go out there and talk to tenth graders. 11th graders, they're, they're already college bound. Wow. You know, seniors, you might as well forget, you know, right. the majority of them are going to college. So uh, we have a membership development person. He's actually gone to Perry Elementary School to talk to wow. those kids. You know, and ba- basically, if you start in middle school to be able to capture um, the, the parents' attention, you know, we reach out to, you know, their parents to say, hey, you know, we're going to need 60,000 construction people by the time 2026. And right now, the the biggest job in Pennsylvania, and everybody knows, is it's the cracker plant right. you know, by right. Shell Petroleum. And basically, if you can work the hours there that they offer, you're going to make $130,000 a year just in that job. You know, and and that's not you know that that's five days a week and a Saturday. But you know, as time goes on, if they open that up to Sunday, then you know that's even more revenue in, in a person's pocket. Uh, Julie, you want to weigh in on this idea of, of, you know, 
I know the governor is really, and, and on the state level, they're really pushing kind of that career pathways now for the younger, mm-hmm. the younger guys. Absolutely. One focus of ours is our sweep initiative to make sure we have the strongest workforce in the nation. It was you know, unveiled with the governor's you know budget as well, and something we're focused on. But but I think between Mary and Jim, they both hit the nail on the head. But we need to start younger and focus on these. Not necessarily the apprenticeship uh, programs are, 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 are focus of ours, a priority of ours, uh, but also the pre-apprenticeships and, and focusing on that the K through 12. Like I said going to the elementary school so that that students understand. I mean, it is cool. Like, like that. What's so cool about manufacturing? You know, uh, contests we have throughout the Commonwealth that we work with with different boards on. I mean, it's just people need to really understand that. I mean, it, it's okay if you don't go to college, and there is plenty of opportunity to make decent money. Like you mentioned, the cracker plant. But that's one reason why you know Secretary Alexiak from Labor and Industry, along with Governor Governor Wolf, are really focused on why we should go back K through 12 and focus on that younger age. Um, you, know, we, you know, it's always been okay, grab those high school students, but it's too late half the right. time. And that's the challenge we saw. So that's why we're investing in, in PA Smart as well. And we had some local recipients to those funding you know, opportunities as well to focus on overall, you know, scaling it down a little bit and focus mm-hmm. on the younger, the next generation to make sure they understand there are opportunities there. We're talking about the trades. And, and again, I, I'm, I'm coming at this with a little bit of alarm because I just know what I can I see in the news, which is, um, uh, you know, the, the concept of uh yeah, a, a, an amazing program like Tech After Hours, which is an adult-based program for retraining, that is just kind of hanging on by its by its uh, Sharbiter and the, and their, his her folks are just hanging on by their fingertips. We saw the news about Triangle Tech, which has been this robust, again, for-profit training school, yet it has gone from 300 students at its peak to seven right now. We saw the, de- the demise of Fortis and you'd say good, bad, or indifferent Fortis. They were training people. And, 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 and then you have this kind of this silver bomb, if you will, of, of people that are aging out of the trades, you know, uh, uh, you know, they've been doing it for 40 years and they, they're done. You know, they've been on their knees, you know, uh, twisting wire nuts forever. Or, you know, what, what do you call this? The, the tin guys in tin HVAC? Tin <laughs> right. I mean, the, you know, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people my age and older that are just kind of done. You know, they, they they have a nice pension through their union or through through working and they're ready to get in the RV and go. And so we're, we, we're at this critical situation and it feels like um, the alarm has kind of been turned on very, very recently. OK. And uh, and we all have different. Uh, again, I'm not going to pontificate here. I just want to understand where we're at right now. Um, you know, how easy is it for for young people, you know, uh, to access what is out there, whether it is a for-profit uh, trade, you know, and, and again, it's we're talking about trades, but also healthcare and whatever. Uh, I mean, uh, how easy is it to 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 be an apprentice uh, for IBEW? It's a matter of of applying at the right time. You know, having the credentials. There's an aptitude test and then interview process for basically all the trades. You know. Uh, we do is this at testing. the central labor hall? Or? No, no, no. Well, every every different union has their their you know spot to go to their their home base. Yeah. So the the plumbers are they do have a classroom in Erie. Uh, I don't know where they apply for if it's right. Erie or they have to go to Pittsburgh. The the pipe fitters have a, a multi million dollar facility they just built down at Pittsburgh, just north of Pittsburgh area, and you know they go to school there. 
for Local 56, IBW has always looked at you know small franchises, so to speak. You know, if, if every local is a franchise, mm-hmm. we cover three counties. Our schools right near EPA. Our students go to go to work 40 hours a week during the day. They go to class two nights a week for three hours each night. So they have to acquire 160 hours at a minimum classroom time. Okay. And then uh, a minimum of 100 and, or 1,600 hours of on-the-job training per year. So basically when they're done, they have 8,000 hours at a minimum on-the-job training and then uh, at a minimum 800 hours of classroom time. Yeah. You know, basically it's all, it's higher than that, you know. Uh, it's all college-based type uh, training, uh, you know, the theory part of it. Right. And then well, on-the-job training is, is, you know, taught in the, in the classroom besides, you know, next to journeyman wiremen that have been there for years. I was going to say, yeah, if, so, you, if you're messing around with, you know, that well, kind of voltage right, or whatever, right. I mean, you need to have the, the understanding of how it all right. works. And, and know, that, it's basically a respect for, for what you're working right. on, you know, just like anything as far as, you know, power tools, any type of machinery, and mm-hmm. that's just respecting it and, and working safety. And that, that is part of our curriculum also. I, I guess I guess the question is, it, you know, the pathway, you know, is that as easy or or can it be made easier for for people? So here's what I'm thinking as I'm sitting here listening, talking to Jim. Right. I was a single mom. I raised a son. Right. Um, I wouldn't. I'm college educated. I wouldn't have one idea about any of this right right? and if so if my son isn't getting exposed to this when he's in school or if those relationships aren't existing in easy ways that families can get informed i don't know what i don't know and neither does he right right? so and and again you can model college because you went i went to college and so exactly and so that's my experience I don't know when you look at the entire general population where we fall with respect to these people worked in the trades, this number of people worked in the trades, this number of people didn't. But if you don't know what you don't know, how can you even begin to pursue a great opportunity like he's talking about? Uh, Okay, so again, this is the layperson talking. But my understanding was that was the whole point of Votech. That we have this entire infrastructure for for kids if they have any kind of interest, let's say in automotive or in 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 woodworking or whatever, they could go to the Votech or go at Erie High, go to the shop. Right. So here I am again. Right. I didn't go to Votech. I didn't have any experience with Votech. Why would I suggest to my son, you ought to look at Votech? I don't know anything about it. So that's why we're trying to get these kids and their families Mm -hmm. to understand these opportunities at an earlier age. That's why Erie Together created Career Street. That's why we said by the end of eighth grade, we want kids to have three or more career exploration experiences so they can make informed decisions about Votech or strictly academic. But again, we didn't get here overnight, right? right? This is going to take time for us to turn it around in conversations like these and the things that you're doing. So more and more families and kids can hear about and say, Uh hey, wait a minute, I might want to take a look at that. Uh, do, you, do you get, though, that there's this alarm bell that has kind of all, all, all of a sudden gone off mm-hmm. insofar as that um, I think I think, you know, this, the boomers are staring, you know, the boomers are 55 and older. 
Yeah, but I'm going to argue a little bit about that. How are you defining all of a sudden? Because we've been having conversations like this at a state or a national level for five, ten years. Right. So all of a sudden, maybe here. Right. Um, But I mean, this is I think you have macroeconomic issues that were at play because it used to be not that long ago that for every, you know, journeyman job, there were, you know, 50 applicants. And now that's kind of turned on a dime with an improved economy. So I think I think you're not living in you're not in a bubble with these concerns. You have macroeconomic issues and and people, you know, honestly, if you have a decent pension and your you know your stock uh, your stock holdings just went up through the roof in the last couple three years, maybe that you know maybe retirement comes a lot faster to you. Is that is that a- well? We, I mean, our members. You know, again, I'm I'm speaking of. I I've mean, got twenty seconds. Could, Go, yeah. Right, uh, yeah, th- we can retire at sixty two with a full pension. You know, okay. we don't have to wait till sixty five. And Julie, again, there's a whole uh, portfolio of things that uh, that the state has to offer mm-hmm. to kind of really, um, uh, you know, invest in young people to get them on the right career pathway. For sure. And like we were talking about earlier, the pre-apprenticeship, but also the strong apprenticeship opportunities that are out there. And whether it's through our, our PA Smart initiative that I mentioned as well, I mean, the opportunities are there. That's why we've invested in some of these particular grants here in the Northwest region. And Mary can expand upon that you know, if, if you'd like. But but again, Governor Wolf believes in that there is a path for these students to take and it's making sure they understand that there is an opportunity. And it, it can lead to great family sustaining wages. I mean, right. again, it might not be that that college you know, path that their parents have taken in the past. But again, there's plenty of opportunities, whether our friends from the trades, you know, you know, have these great opportunities to take advantage of. They're there. It's just they have to realize there is the opportunity. And those wages really are there without the debt. And that's the most important thing. And I've heard the governor talk about it in, in, norm, in different settings with different students as well, saying, I mean, hey, if, if you're good with your hands and you're, you're comfortable, you like the robotic side of things, why don't you go that, that, that path? There could be an opportunity there. You won't carry the debt and you'll have a great, great experience. And, and again, Provide those family sustaining wages for your family. I'm confused though because uh, you know we're t- we're talking about you know that you know that everybody's pushing college and and that that is for a certain segment of our population. But Erie's kind of known for the lack of ed- educational achievement. Okay, educational attainment. You know we our our uh, our post secondary our bachelor's degrees our master's degrees are lower than the, than the national average mm-hmm. and so is is the is the only college mindset coming from parents that are in the shops that are in doing the work uh, that are saying well we don't want this for my kid I, I'm trying to understand the parental attitude piece of this and I'm also trying to understand how why is it so hard for young people to seem to be uh, and again uh, and I know that we're going to make it easier for the younger ones mm-hmm. but i'm talking about the juniors and seniors and the the ones that just graduated it seems to have been very very hard for them to have uh, access to some of these programs yeah, I mean, maybe there, maybe there is that, but like I mentioned, you know, during the break, I, I you know applaud the Erie School District for focusing right. on that signing day. So not just having a, an athletic signing day, but having this career signing day as well. I mean, I know there's one for the military as well, but right. but to, to show that it, it is cool to go down that that career path. And and again, it's it's just sure there could be some folks and shops that say I don't want my kids to, to follow the same path. But there's a lot that aren't that take pride, especially when it comes to the trades, and, and take pride that they're a member of the IBEW or the steam fitters or or, or the plumbers or the roof 
members. And they really take pride in the job they've done in bringing in their family generation after generation. But again, that's just because there's, you know, there's that pride there. But I think it's, it has to be accepted that it, it is, again, an opportunity where you can truly make a decent wage and not carry that debt. Not to say that's for everyone, but again, there's right. different paths depending on if you don't know what you want to do, give it a try. Yep. So I was just thinking as you were talking about a recent experience we had with local teachers, we took local teachers, not part of the technical schools, the Erie County Technical School or, you know, that not necessarily that group, but groups of teachers into shops to help the teachers understand the math and the, you know, the other subjects that they're teaching and how that's applied within those companies. Mm -hmm. It was like the light bulbs went off because I think for those kids who don't go to tech schools at the high school level or don't have that exposure, when teachers are also able to talk about your algebra skills and your geometry skills help us measure you know to the hundredth of a degree of this particular thing that goes in an airplane wow what a difference that makes Mm -hmm. right you know so so i think all of this work to just really help raise awareness is going to be really important as we look to help people connect with the apprenticeship and the right. other opportunities that we have in the trades and elsewhere in the community. The 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 access to the training, um, you know, uh, talk about that piece. You know, uh, are, are, are our high schools doing all that they can to allow their kids to uh, uh, get to Votech? To kind of learn, you know, to kind of work with their hands, uh, or is is that? And we have a weird system where the county has has to bus kids there, and so there's a there's a lot of time loss, right. uh, and you have to work it out with your schedule if you're a, if you're a, high, a county high school kid. And then in, in the city, I'm, I'm I'm super shocked, Jim, that you mentioned that nobody from Erie High out of a out of a classroom of you know school of 2500 kids nobody applied for our, our apprenticeship your apprenticeship, IBW, IBW apprenticeship. which again they, uh, you know uh, you know i i'm an alumni of, of tech memorial right and i was able to you know have a shop go to, and that you know that was my shop electrical I, I was always fascinated by it but now uh talking with the uh this you know students and the instructors there they they kind of threw all the construction trades under one umbrella and so they they do touch base on carpentry they you know the plumbing aspect the, the electrical aspect but it's not you know so much time for each uh part of uh, part the different trade uh, you're talking county, about in in the actual school work yes, yes. They, they don't just focus and lean deep into electrical or right. deep into HVAC. It's all under construction. You know, it's all under construction. construction. Yep. So the county tech school has their own, you know, carpentry shop, their own electrical shop, their own, you know, masonry shop. And, and basically that's what they target their students on. And, and we've been very successful of getting uh, some of those uh, students into our programs. So, yeah. you know, at, at a young age, you know, but we, we don't typically focus on any young person, you know, any person, you know, we have apprentices that are in their 30s that are right, able to right. come in, you know, to do a career change or whatever. We have college graduates that are in our program just because after they got through college, they, they found out that they're not going to make the kind of money that they can make in five years. And, and again, that it's male, female, you know, there's no mm-hmm. discrepancy there that, you know, whatever 
once you become a journeyman wireman, this is what you're going to make. And, and, it's, and it sounds like there's all kinds of options. There, you, yes, you can go to one of the for-profit trade schools and 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 do you know get the get the medical assistantship or get you know get the lab technician or whatever or the or the plumbing. Uh, but you can go and and go with these apprenticeships. I, I guess I'm just trying to understand why there wouldn't be people beating your doors down, and there would be you know the, kind of that same thing: fifty applicants for every apprenticeship, right? I'm like is is what did what did we what happened with our community that this happened? <laughs> I, I mean, are these impossible questions? We have no. We we have gone and you know I, I've been in the office now for for three and a half years, and we have reached out to different you know areas, different high schools, and that, and talking, and we have gained interest you know we have a new website you know facebook page you know so it's and more of the marketing communication right, it is a marketing thing. thing and i think uh you know and, and nothing bad about this generation but you know everybody's growing up now with a computer in their hand yeah. you know and and they the the work we do is not easy work i mean we're out in the sun and you know during the summer and in the winter time, you know, it's it's cold in here. Yeah, you, you know? get the Carhartts on. We, and... Yeah, right. But but we get compensated very well. You know, sure. that that's what the, the you know. But again, it, it's a pride thing what you do if you like use, using your hands. You know, my son went to a trade college. You know, he became an auto mechanic, and now you know he 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 he's done very well. You know, my advice to him was if they offer you uh, you know free classes or whatever, you take them because no one will ever take that away from you. And it's just you know increases your your you know value to your employer, and that so you know that's what he's done, and I, I've always told that to our students at our apprenticeship. So you asked a question earlier if it if our high schools were doing something that was creating barriers for these kids to be able to sort of learn these trades or participate in VoTech or whatever that might be, and. I would say that from what I'm seeing from my perch, having worked with this collection of 10 of the 13 local school districts in the workforce development system over the course of the last three years, these schools are bending over backwards to create the relationships and to make this information available to the families. But I really think it's a, a case of you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Okay. And if... Until we continue that groundswell of understanding of what these opportunities present to kids, we can't put it on the schools. We, you know, like it, it's a responsibility of the entire community and the families that are raising children here. Right. Because it, it almost seems like, um, you know, for, for, the, for the ones that absolutely have no modeling of college, uh, a program like Go College kind of opens up a bunch of opportunities for them. But for those that, you know, maybe have parents that have college, um, they just don't think about uh, the trades. They, they have no experience. And, and unfortunately, what, what has happened, and again, and this may be totally wrong, but I think I'm a little bit right is the the folks that have been involved in the trades you know, again making that really good income they they feel like well I could afford to send my kid to college and that seems to be kind of that parental attitude uh, piece that is going to need a major 
uh, change. And and I think what the, what the governor's doing, some of the, some of the you know uh, the exposure of of the young people, it, that that's going to be kind of the long term bet, right? But but really, we've we're, we've kind of got a, a a bridge factor that we may just have to to uh, to kind of cross over insofar as that right now. You've got you know people retiring by the dozens from from both trades and manufacturing, and uh, there may not be you know the the folks coming up the pike right away, but maybe in five years when those eighth graders uh, start graduating, uh, they might have it. But I I tell you what, there there's so many touch points to me. Uh, and, and again, please disagree, but it seems like there are so many touch points, whether it's it's the teachers and the administration and the access to Votech and the parents and and the exposure. You know, and I think the pathways are going to be huge toward that. Just kind of being able to say, hey, maybe you should go into healthcare. Hey, maybe you, you should go into, you know, the electrical or the building trades. Hey, maybe you should go into manufacturing. You know, and, and and then this other layer of, you know, for some folks, they've never seen any kind of post-secondary modeled, if secondary was even modeled. And then you've got a situation where uh, that that job better pay enough to overcome, you know, the benefits that that are available in the, in the social construct. Because, you know, again, the, your, your starting salaries at, at, a, at a shop may not be, you know, $15, $20, $25 an hour. A lot of times they're, they're, they're like working for McDonald's. I mean, not saying, and, 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 yeah. You know, but, but what we, we do, our, our starting wage for an apprentice is low, but we talk to them, you know, talk to a person and say, you're guaranteed a $1.50 raise every six months for the next five years. Just stay you know, with it. it. Yeah, just stay with it. You know, yeah. you have to do your part. We're going to do our part. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the the big joke is when they become a third year apprentice, we tell them don't go out and buy a new truck because then they realize, holy cow, I'm making all this money. You know, and that that's where you got to put the brakes on a young person. Like, you know, invest in your future mm-hmm. and, and look. You know, have have a a, a goal as far as that goes. Unfortunately, know. not every shop, not every manufacturer is going to do those $1.50 right. raises. The, the, you know? the, the, the trades do. Yeah. That's their, their how their pay scale is, is uh, you know, pro. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, we talked about pre-apprenticeship and apprenticeship. Um, we had uh, Ben Wilson here, uh, you know, um, and, and uh, Gary uh, Lee. We were talking about how even... Even the summer jams program is is this really cool way to build those soft skills right. for people that don't have a lot of work that's been modeled to them. That goes a long oh, way. It, it does, and, and unfortunately, this year I don't have a summer jam student, but I did last year. Did you? And it, it's a phenomenal program that really teaches the student. I mean, you know, making sure you're arriving on time, mm-hmm. making sure you're dressed properly. The training they provide them before they come to the employer. I mean, they, they do a great job on that, and just even those basic soft skills, which are so important, I think, because sometimes those are overlooked. But that, that's a great jump start to give you know the, these students a chance to look into some careers they might have a liking towards or, or might not. Uh, but it is a great program. We're lucky that the county has you know moved forward with that program. The issue is we do have willing, you know, apprentices. We we do have people that are willing to take a chance on a young person, uh, whether it's in the construction trades or or what have you. Uh, it, but they've got to they've got to grind it out. They've got to be willing to to do the work. Right. We do have them sign a commitment, a scholarship agreement that, like any manufacturing company, in that they commit. 
as a after they become a journeyman, we want them to work for us for five years after they mm-hmm. become a journeyman. Typically, that that isn't a problem because you know we're not teaching them a job; but it's it's a career for them. All right. So in our last uh, three minutes that we have here, let's let's talk about. Um, Let's talk about the career pathways that that you guys have set up for. It's it's really focused on middle school these days, right? K through twelve. Okay, all the way through. Yep. And, and again, the, there's those five state uh, career pathways. Right. Correct? So it's engineering and industrial technology, where the trades would fall in. It's um, science and health, business, finance, and information technology, arts and communication, and human services. All righty. And, and then we're giving there is there's a state mandated part of the curriculum. They get so much exposure. Correct? They have to have 20 experiences in uh, before they graduate. Six in grades three through five, six in grades six through eight and another eight in grades nine through 11. OK. And so that that's our future. What about these rising juniors and seniors? Uh, you know, uh, is is there something that is in the guidance uh, office or or uh, is at the shop? You know, I mean, where can they get help to get some some exposure that way? Uh, so some of these pre-apprentice and apprentice opportunities are now targeting high school juniors and seniors. Um, Career Link for out of school youth, kids age 16 to 24, they're creating opportunities through the Workforce Innovation and Opportunities Act where they can help uh, underwrite the cost of training, help connect uh, kids out of school youth with employers. Um, ERMP is having a, a very similar focus around opportunities they're bringing to people who are interested in manufacturing. Those are the manufacturing folks, right. ERMP, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and then what about uh, again, I guess that, that appeals to the to the, the recently graduated. Right. right? They, they can kind of just take a look. Uh, uh, is there is there a clearinghouse for this information or what should they what should they do? I mean, um, you know, where do you get advice for some of this stuff? I'm just thinking of that kid. I made it. I'm you know, I'm going to graduation parties and I'll figure out what I'm going to do uh, in, in September. You know, or in August. Yeah, so I think they should. Or their parents will figure that out. For I, them. I think a couple of things. They need to stay in touch with their, uh, you know, their guidance counselor for their, their guidance office for as long as they can, number one. Number two, I think they need to really understand these various apprenticeship. Uh, trade unions that exist. Number three, they need to go to career fairs. Number four, they need to contact CareerLink because CareerLink is a really good clearinghouse for available opportunities in the community. So that would be my recommendation. I mean, the state is really invested Mm -hmm. in that CareerLink being more than just you know the unemployment line. Absolutely. I mean that that's where they can go and get the data. All righty, we're we're out of time. I really really appreciate all of you. Uh, we want to thank Mary Bula, Julie Slomsky, Jim Newber for helping us understand you know some of the dilemma and some of the opportunities that are out there. What a difference though a few years makes. You know, of, of an of an economic uh, uh, boom, and also this concept of you know what? There's just a lot of guys and 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 men and women that are retiring, and so there's just all kinds of opportunity there.